All right, so you're ready to take content creation seriously in your business and get new eyes on your work. But then you sit down to create and crickets, nothing. You feel blocked, you feel stuck, not knowing what to say in your content that will actually move the needle in your business and reach the people you want to reach. It feels like there should be some sort of organization and strategy involved, but if so, you don't have it. Has this scenario ever happened to you? Chances are, if you've ever tried to create meaningful content for your business, it's probably crept in at some point. In this second episode of the Aligned Audience Attraction Series, I'm giving you tips and tools to create the only content strategy you'll ever need in your business. So stay tuned. I'm Sean Miner, and this is Unstuck, a space for heart-centered entrepreneurs to implement both the inner work and outer strategies required to get unstuck and build the impactful, profitable business of their dreams. No hustle, grind, or long hours required. Let's get into today's session. Hey, hey there, friends. Welcome back to the Unstuck Podcast. So grateful to have you all here checking it out, getting through the Aligned Audience Attraction series. We are now in episode two of what will probably look to be four episodes. So pretty much the entire month of December 2021, if you're listening to this when it airs. If you're not, no worries. All of this still applies. So just a really good time I thought, to bring up the idea of building an audience, of growing your audience, because as I talked about last week in the first episode, which by the way, if you haven't listened to that, you can continue listening to this episode, but then definitely go back and listen to episode 126. Super important that you get the entire process And then uh, this episode is kind of breaking down one area of that, and then the next few episodes will continue to break down other areas. But episode 126 is really where the overview is that will really set the stage for the rest of the episode. So go back and listen if you haven't already. But anyway, I thought this was a really good time, if you're listening to this as they come out, to talk about building an audience, growing your business, because if you're listening to this podcast, I have a good feeling that a goal that you will have for the upcoming year is going to be to grow your business, is going to be to increase the revenue of your business or perhaps start your business or get a a new service out into the world. I would imagine, I think it's safe to assume that you listening to this podcast means that you have a goal, a desire for your business over the upcoming year. And most likely, in order for that goal to be achieved, you need some eyes on your work. You need an audience. You need some dream clients looking at what you do to then therefore become paying dream clients. So that's why I really wanted to do this so that come January, you have the tools you need to make that goal a reality to really work towards that uh, dream and that desire that you have for your business in 2022. Before we get into content creation, which is the topic for this episode, I just have to tell you guys something. I have decided to do something extremely cool for all of you 
that you are going to absolutely love. I am so excited for it. I really shouldn't be talking about it at all because it's not close to being ready. I need another couple months, I think, for it to be something that I should be talking about. But I just want to let you know now that if you are someone who is in the business of wellness or wants to be in the business of wellness, and that is the goal for 2022, stick around, stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. You're going to want to be a part of it. Just give me a little bit of time. But I'm so excited, I couldn't not tell you. And I want to make sure that you guys know something really amazing is coming that's going to change all of our lives and all of our businesses forever, which is amazing. So that's what's going on with me. That's what I will be doing behind the scenes for the next few months. And I'll keep you guys posted. And just as a side note, I consider a wellness business to be anyone who is helping another individual or group of individuals feel well, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, in their life, in their relationships, in their money situation, all the things. Anyone who has the purpose of helping another human get better, get well in an aspect of their lives. Wanted to clarify that too. So like, it's not just, oh, physical wellness, like if you're a nutritionist or personal trainer, and then everyone else is excluded. It's not that. Okay. All right, let's move on to content creation. A quick review from the last episode. Again, be sure to go back and listen if you haven't already. Step one is to know your audience. So who exactly do you help and do you want to help? Where do they hang out? How do they consume content? Step two is to create consistent content that helps them. So this is where you show up as yourself and you help. That's it. And then step three is to put that content out into the world where your audience hangs out consistently. So not enough just to create content and then have all these blog post drafts or podcast drafts or YouTube drafts that you never actually publish, putting it out into the world in a consistent way uh, for your audience to consume. So as you can see, a lot of this whole strategy involves creating content content. And that really is a necessary piece to having a business, to building a business, to creating a strong connection with your audience, to having an audience at all. Content, that is how people will find you. And that's how people will get to know you better and get to know the work that you do so they can make the best decision for them if you're someone that they want to work with. So let's spend today talking about that content creation piece and creating what I guess you could call a strategy. You could just call it a plan. You could call it just your organizational aspect of creating content in your business, whatever you want to call it. I don't care, but let's talk about it. Now, this is not going to be a conversation about how many times you should be posting on social media, what exactly you should be saying or doing in each post, how you need to be rotating your content buckets. Really, this is not going to be a conversation about social media at all. Instead, this is about the content that you create 
for the tool that you have in your business beyond social media. So in UE, we call it the tool. It's something like a podcast, a blog, a YouTube channel. Maybe you're doing free workshops, something like that, where you have a tool beyond just social media to use to put content out into the world. That is what we're talking about today. Now, the one thing I will say about social media today is that when you have a tool and you're creating content for that tool, then it also gives you the ability to have content for your social media as kind of a cherry on top situation. I just wrote a blog post. I just wrote a po- uh, recorded a podcast episode. And now I can put that in my content for my social media channels. So it really does help push that along. But we have to start with that tool. So I briefly just mentioned content buckets, and I want to say that I'm not going to talk about that today here either. It's not that I think having content buckets is a wrong approach or anything like that. I personally just want to make it a little more fluid and softer for those of you who's having content buckets doesn't resonate because I think there is another way to do it. There are obviously tons of content creation strategists and business coaches that will tell you to create these buckets or like these categories that your content will fit into and figure out those five or 10 categories and then just stick to those and rotate through them. And that's how you know what content to create. I think for the most part, that advice is coming from people who specialize in in social media, and that's a way to organize your social media if you're really stuck on what to post. Nothing wrong with that. Do that if that's what feels good to you. But I personally believe that especially when you are focusing on the content that you're putting into your tool, that that has a little more fluidity and really does best with a little more fluidity to it, a little softer approach to where you can, you know, go out of the buckets that you've created and still be fine and actually probably connect even deeper to the people who are consuming that content. So we're not talking about content buckets today, but it's not like it's a bad thing or I don't recommend it or anything like that. Just let's focus on what we are going to talk about today and see if this approach feels a little gentler, softer, better for you. And really what it is and what my approach is and what I want to be your reminder for the day and hopefully for a long time after that is what's actually important when it comes to creating content. I want to bring you out of the spiral of the quote-unquote shoulds and quote-unquote supposed tos of creating content and get back to the reason why you are here doing what you are doing, building the business that you are building. Let's bring it back to earth. Let's open our eyes back to what is really going on here, which is not you being this content creation machine, you busting out all this stuff left and right, left and right with really no like energy behind it. It's not that. You don't need to do that. Your goal in life is not to become Instagram famous or go viral or even really to get 100 likes. 
and yes, I'm referring to social media, but bear with me here. As I just said, I wasn't going to talk about it, but here we are. But I want to remind you because I think it is very easy to, as a business owner especially, get into this space where we see people doing this, we hear people are doing this, we get coached to do this, and it becomes very like surface level and it becomes very numbers driven of like, well, if I post this thing and it doesn't go well, that means I'm a failure. That means that content doesn't work. That means it's not going well and I shouldn't ever talk about that again. It's very easy to get up in your head when it comes to creating content. And and really the same thing goes for podcasting and blog p- posts and, and YouTube channels. It's like if I create this video and no one watches it, well, that means I'm a failure. That means my business is never going to work. That means no one likes what I have to offer. I'm screwed, (laughs) right? Like it is so easy to stay surface level with it and to really get into that space in today's world where content is just everywhere. And there's all these examples of people who have content that does go viral. They do become Instagram famous. They do get hundred or a thousand or a million likes and we get into this comparison trap a little bit, which is completely natural and completely expected, right? I'm not saying that that is a wrong thing. I'm not saying it doesn't happen to me. It happens. But we have a different approach. There is something better going on here that is what is actually at the core of why you are doing what you're doing, why you are interested in creating the content that you want to create. So that's really the goal of this episode is to bring the idea of content creation out from your head, your brain, and this very surface level understanding and back into your heart, into your body, and into your actual purpose in doing what you're doing. And now would be a really good time for the quote of the episode, which is from Ronald Reagan, which by the way, just a total side note, as you guys know, there's a quote in each episode. And so I researched the quotes based on the topic of the episode and something has really been bothering me for quite a while now. And I feel like now is just a good time to let you guys know that it is extremely hard to find a quote on Google from a female. It is so hard. There is like one quote from a woman for every probably 15 quotes from a man. And I don't like that. I think that is absolutely ridiculous. And it is time to change that. And I know the majority of you listening do identify as female. And it is up to us to change that, to put our work out there, to put our content out there, to put our thoughts and opinions and beliefs out there for the world to see, which then allows Google to prioritize our work. We have the power to change that, to shift that percentage. And if you're male and you're listening to this, then I know you also want that narrative to shift. You want that change to happen we have the power to make this different. Okay, total tangent, but come on, that is a big deal. But anyway, back to Ronald Reagan. He said, we can't help everyone, but everyone can help someone. 
We can't help everyone, but everyone can help someone. And I love this because I think there's a lot of you getting in your head about who you can help and if you're ready to help and how can you help them and can I actually do this and am I actually ready? Maybe I need another certification. Maybe I just need to sit on this business idea for a little bit longer. Maybe I just need to continue talking myself out of it and making up excuses to where I can't start putting out content. I can't start taking clients. I can't tell people what I actually do and want to do with this business. But then at the end of the day, Everyone, including you, and especially you, can help someone. And not only that, but there is someone out there right now that needs and wants your help that only you can bring to them. They need you, your energy, your personality, your space, your advice, your coaching, your cheerleading, all of it from you. And the longer you wait, the longer you let fear decide, the longer you stall, the longer it takes for them to get the help they need. So let 2022 basically really start now. Let's not wait till 2022, even though it's only a few weeks away. Start now. Put yourself out there now. Start creating content now. Let these people know that you are available to help them because everyone can help someone. And that's all you need to focus on. We're going to talk about that a little more today. Now, back to what I was saying about getting to the real heart of why you would and should be creating content. I'm going to take a guess that you are probably here listening to this particular podcast because you want to help people. You are a heart-centered helper. And you have a message that you want to share with those people that you can help. Not necessarily with the whole world, but with the people that you can help. And you want to reach those people that you can serve and help them. You want to reach those people. You want them to know you, like you, and trust you so that you can help them. And let's remind ourselves that every single time we go to create content, instead of thinking about the algorithm or what we have to do or how it has to look or what we're supposed to say, see if when you remind yourself of your real true purpose and goal here, if it makes it easier to do it, if it makes it so that you feel comfortable and confident going off script, doing what you know your clients want and need to hear, that maybe it actually can feel good to you. Maybe it can, you can have less resistance towards it. It can feel a little different when we turn our backs to, well, I have to work with this algorithm or I have to deal with Google and, and, There's so many people, it's so saturated, so many people talking about this, no one's ever going to find me. That is this mind spiral. But what you really are doing is creating from the heart because that is the kind of person you are. That is why you're here in the first place. And content creation could feel a lot different for you when you get back to the actual purpose. And as we discussed in the last episode, to create content for your dream clients, you don't have to be everywhere doing everything, showing up in every place and literally spending all day every day creating free content. You don't. But you do have to be somewhere 
regularly delivering your message beyond social media. Now, social media is great, not talking about that today, but have a backup plan, have another place. It will make such a big difference to you and your business. It's up to you to decide where that's going to be based on what feels good to you, what you know you can stick to, what lights you up to when you're creating that content. Like if you love to write, do you want to blog? If you love to talk, do you want a podcast? If you like to do video and just chat, do you want to do YouTube? Those kinds of things. It's up to you to decide if you are having trouble with that or you just want help getting started. That's what we do in Unstuck Entrepreneur together. Happy to help you with it. But it's also dependent on where your dream client is hanging out, which we also talked about in the last episode, so I'm not going to talk about that here. But consider that when you're deciding where you want to be to create content. Now let's talk more about step two today, which is creating consistent content that helps them. I think it's really important to sit down, think about this, and put a plan in place so that you know you can be consistent with it and you can put out that purposeful content. And key word there, purposeful, because if it's not purposeful, it's going to go unnoticed and your audience isn't gonna grow. So that's really a good test uh, to see if what you are creating and developing and putting out there is the right thing and is working for you. If your audience isn't growing, then it's really a question of, Are you putting out the content that your dream clients want and need to hear? We're going to talk about that today. So if you are creating content and nothing is happening and it really does feel like it's falling upon deaf ears and you're just not getting the traction that you thought you would by doing a consistent weekly podcast or weekly blog or weekly YouTube, whatever it is then you have a different question to answer. And it's a really important one. And again, something that it does take time to sit down, think about, plan out, and figure out what your dream clients want and need to hear. Because that is the missing link, is what you're creating is maybe what you want to do or what you want to hear or what you think. Or you're just basically not putting enough energy into becoming and really stepping into the mind of your dream client. So let's talk about all this. Your content creation strategy starts with who. Who are you talking to? I'm going to continue to talk about this in every single episode of the entire Aligned Audience Attraction series because it is so important. Really, honestly, if you can just get to that point where you are inside the head of your dream client and you know so much about them and then create content from that perspective, you will grow your audience. You will not have a problem if you can just do this one thing. Get inside the head of your dream client. If you are in UE, use your magnetic messaging workbook, take the time, spend hours on that workbook, you will have your answers, you will know exactly what content to create, I promise you, it will be in those answers. If you are not in UE yet, 
You can also do the client attraction challenge, which I give you a jumpstart on some of the magnetic messaging to work through. That is free. It's a five-day challenge. I want to say it's day three or four that you work on that. You kind of build the foundation first. And then day three and four, you work on your magnetic messaging. You can do that. It's free. Just go to seanminer.com slash attraction. Sign up there. But some general questions to really think about, but I want you to get super, super specific with this, like find even more questions in all of it. What are your dream clients feeling and thinking right now? What are they struggling with? What are they doing wrong? What are they doing right? What do they want and why don't they already have it? What have they tried to get where they want to go? As you can see, it helps to really think about their entire journey. And as we know, as practitioners and coaches, we are in the business of helping them get from point A to point B, their problem to their solution, their symptom to their resolution, whatever it is. We are the people who can help them along that path. But you got to know that path. You got to know their starting point. You got to know their desires in a very intimate way. When you have that, then that will be the guiding force for your content. Everything you create, every episode you record, every blog post you write, every YouTube video you create, every workshop you do, it is with that journey in mind from the perspective of your dream client, not the perspective of you as the expert, the practitioner, the coach, the person that's going to help, but getting into and really using their language, their feelings, their beliefs to connect with them and spending about 70% of your time there and then the 30% as the practitioner and the coach who is the professional that can help. But see if you can really find that mixture where you're using what they're feeling and thinking as the connection point so they know this person understands me. This person gets me. This person can help me. That's what we have to do in all of our content. And in order to do that, you kind of have to get in their head. You have to say some words that they connect with. Like instead of saying, hey, are you perimenopausal? You can say, hey, hot flashes waking you up at night, all of a sudden finding yourself gaining weight with no explanation. Like this is what they connect with. They might not know they're perimenopausal and they may not have associated that with themselves. And they certainly don't feel like they have that title yet. But they do know the symptoms they're experiencing. They do know where they're at. And they do know it's affecting their lives. So getting to that place using that language that they connect with in everything that you do. So that is the who. And I want you to get really clear on that. Once you have that, then you move on to the what. So what are you going to say in your content? The biggest question probably out there when it comes to creating content So if going through the exercise of really defining your who and getting super specific on that doesn't start bringing up ideas for your content creation, which it should, it probably will. If you let it, it will. Just sit with it and look at the answers that you've written out, which I do recommend writing out the answers to all these questions. Look through those answers and you will find those content creation pieces. But 
if you don't have that and you still feel stumped on the what, then there are some things that you can do. First of all, talk to your current audience. So if you already have started building an audience and you have people out there who are your dream clients who follow your work, ask them. Do a poll on social media. That's always a great place, especially in stories. It's very easy and people are expecting almost to come up upon a story that has a poll or has a place to write an answer. Like I think we all have seen those these days and it's very common. So no big deal. If you start asking questions in your stories, people are likely to answer, probably more likely even than sending a survey to your email list. So very easy place to get information and just start asking questions of like, would you be interested in hearing more about this? Is this something that you're dealing with? Would you like answers or tips or tricks for this kind of thing? Just start getting an idea of what they look for within your content, what they would love to see. You can even ask them why they follow you. Do you follow me because you want tips on this? Do you want tips on that? You want to see my personal life? Just like ask them what they're interested in, what brought them to you and what they want to see most from you. They will answer and you will immediately have content at your fingertips. You can also do this if you don't have social media. Maybe you haven't built that up yet or it's not something you want to get into, which I totally understand. No judgment there. You can uh, send a survey through your email list, like I mentioned. This is something I did not too long ago. If you get my emails, then you probably got it. I actually raffled off prizes and anyone who completed the survey got a ticket into the raffle And so that was a really fun thing to do to get some feedback, but you don't have to do that. You can simply ask people to take your survey and just do it out of the goodness of their heart Uh, and you will get responses for sure. But when I did that a few months ago, I got some really great answers and it literally created at least 10 episodes of the podcast based on the answers that I got. And it was a simple, basic survey asking more about them, where they're at in their business, what they're struggling most with in their business building, what they'd like to get help with, just very basic stuff. But it gave me some really great answers of what you guys wanted and needed from me. So doing a survey, if you already have an email list, even if it's a small one, this will work well. You can also just ask them to reply, especially if you have a really warm audience and you talk to your dream clients frequently back and forth. Just ask them to reply to your email or send you a DM and let's just chat about what you have going on, see what you can do, and you'll get tons of information there too. But really the goal is to talk to the people that are in your audience right now that are your dream clients that will give you the answers that will help you really brainstorm topics for your content without them even knowing it, but it is so helpful. And if you don't have an audience yet, you don't have an email list, you don't have social media, then see if there are people in your life, your friends, your family members, coworkers, acquaintances, anyone who is in your life and would also be a dream client, although maybe they're not for consideration now if they're your family member or a friend, you don't want to go there, totally understand that, but they still are perimenopausal or are a new mom or whatever it is that your dream client is and see if they would be willing to have you pick their brain a little bit 
and ask these questions and just have a conversation about how they're feeling, what they're going through, what's really they're really struggling with and where they want to be and how it would feel and why they can't get there and what they've tried and all that stuff. So see if you can have a conversation with them, just friend to friend, family member to family member, but as a way too for you to get some intel on what your dream clients outside of your bubble would also be going through. You can also, and this is my secret weapon, this is what I do, this right here will take away any stress or struggle when it comes to content creation if you actually do it and sit with it and let it come to you. It's a little more of a woo approach to content creation strategy, which is to simply ask yourself, what does my dream client need to hear from me today? That's it. That is all you need to build your audience, especially once you know who your dream client is very, very specifically. The next thing, the only other thing you need to know, what do they need to hear from me today? What will help them? How can I be of service to them? How can I show up for them? How can I let them know they're not alone? How can I let them know that there is a path to get where they want to go? What do they need to hear? That's it. Like, let's make this super basic. Let's take this way back to what actually is true, which is that you want to help someone else and you want to let them know that there is another way, that there is hope. And it's simply a matter of showing up and sharing what they need to hear today. You can do that every day. You can do that with every podcast episode, every blog post, every video. You can do that with every social media post. You can do that with every newsletter. Everything that you do, everything you put out into the world for your dream clients, what do they need to hear from me today? It is foolproof, my friends. One other tip about the what section is a reminder that as you are doing this and as you're thinking about what they need to hear from me today, don't think of it in terms of every single person on my email list, every single person that listens to my podcast, every single person that might potentially watch my YouTube channel. That can feel a little too expansive, I think, for a lot of people. And then we get lost in that of like, oh my gosh, I have to create something that works for thousands of people or hundreds of people. And it's not that. What it is, is you talking to your next, say, five clients. The next few people who are ready to take the next step and go along for the ride. It makes it a lot easier if you speak to a few people and really get into that space than it is to try to speak to everyone at different stages, at different levels of readiness. And by you speaking to those with this high level of readiness, the people who are just starting to get to know you that are not quite there yet, that still want to do some things on their own, they are still going to resonate with that content but it will push them closer to being ready so that you're kind of always building this system that flows where the readiness level changes with every piece of content that you offer, but you only have to worry about and really speak to the next five paying clients out there, the next 
group of people that are going to be ready to go through your program. Just speak to those people, knowing that when you do so, it builds the readiness level in everyone else as well. Okay, so now that we've gone through all of this, hopefully you have a few ideas for content pieces. Really, really important to brainstorm and create a list of ideas, an ongoing list of ideas. And I would say I always recommend to have quite a few before you even start. Now, this does not mean that you can use the lack of ideas you have to not get started and to not put yourself and your content out there. What it means is that you need to spend some dedicated time really thinking about and seeing what comes up for you as far as topics go because it makes it easier. I can tell you I have so many topics for this podcast. Like, it's ridiculous the amount of topics I have. And to be quite frank, I don't use most of them. When I first started or before I started this podcast, I made a super long list. I will never forget it. I was at Whole Foods eating some bacon, having a latte, and I made this extremely long list of possible podcast episode topics. What that did for me is it really lifted a little bit of the weight and the stress of having this because I knew no matter what, I could create 200 episodes, no matter what. I would never run out of ideas. I would never come time to record and not have anything to say, not have anything to talk about. Now, you do not need 200. I think that was a little extreme. It was, I blame it on the bacon. It was the bacon energy got to me. Uh, But I would say have at least like 30, 25 to 30 maybe. So you know you have, if you're doing something weekly, you have six months worth of possible podcast episodes. But what really happens is once you get into the zone, once you start this gathering of ideas and you start the brainstorm list, they will come to you everywhere, everywhere. I have a list on my phone. I have a list on my uh, laptop. I have a list going on my desktop and they're all, you know, they all compile together. But I just am always thinking and most commonly I come up with podcast episode ideas when I'm out on a hike. So most of them are on my phone. But having that ability and knowing that you are going to be always thinking and always coming up with ideas at the most random times, like, oh man, I really want to talk about that with my audience, then you can put that down as an idea and flesh it out later. But really important to create that brainstorm list in all the places, put something on your phone, put something on your computer, have it at the ready and work on that. Spend some dedicated time building up that brainstorm list to just, if anything, give you the confidence to know that you can succeed doing this, that you have plenty of possible topics to work through. That's what it really does to have that list. And like I said, so many of them I'm, I have already just decided I don't actually want to do, but it keeps that flow going to write down anything and everything that comes up for me. And I promise you, once you start it, it will become a faucet. Once you turn the faucet on of I'm thinking of content possibilities, it will run itself. You won't have to constantly be surveying your audience and really trying to think, like overthink it, 
they will just come up for you. But you have to turn on that faucet. You have to let your body, mind, energy, all of it, you have to let it know that that's what's going on. And you will be shocked at the amount of ideas you get at the most random times. So be ready. All right, now we move on to the last piece. Well, second to last piece, I guess, which is the why. So now you know who and you know what. Now you need to figure out the purpose of your content. Of course, your content is going to serve its purpose, the overall purpose being to grow your audience, to get people to know, like, and trust you so they become paying clients to you know, provide the revenue for your business to be a business and, more importantly, your dream business. Absolutely. But we also need to consider the other aspects of that content. For example, do you want it to inspire your dream clients? Do you want it to be educational for your dream clients? Is it something where you're really showcasing your services? Are you sharing more about you and your work? Are you sharing more about your story? Is it more personal? Are you using that piece of content to build a connection? Are you using it to establish you as an authority? or to share more of your own personality, to showcase your teaching style, to show the behind the scenes of what goes on for you in a day. There's so many. There's so many purposes behind the content other than to grow your business. And more than likely, all of your content is going to serve multiple purposes. Like, yes, it may be showcasing your services, but also really showing your own personality and teaching style. Or it may be a personal post that really is meant to build a connection. It might be something that is really just like an inspirational quote or something, but also establishes you as an authority. So as you can see, there's lots of different iterations and combinations and all will work wonders for your business. But I think it's important to kind of establish the one main purpose, like the real purpose of this piece of content is to showcase my teaching style. And then everything else is kind of built around that. The reason I think it's important to even think about this and to focus on the why is because you want to mix it up. If you find yourself stuck in this place where all you're doing is educating, 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 then you're not doing, you're not creating this full picture for your dream clients education is great and they might want that, but they also want to know a little bit more about you. They want to feel connected to you. They want to know that you can help. They want to know more about your personality so they can see if it's a vibe match. They want to see if they connect with your teaching style and they want to feel inspired. Like our dream clients want all of it. And I think it can be really easy to stick to like one, the one piece of content that you know it works. Like, I'm just going to educate in my podcast and, you know, it's going to be really dry and bland and boring, which I know none of you will do. But I just want you to consider how can I include all of the things that people need just as humans that we need to get to know someone better, to get to a point where we trust them enough to take the next step with them. And it requires a lot of different things. So think about that, touch on them, mix them up, and that will help you connect with more people. So like, for instance, 
you can have one piece of content that's mainly educational, and then the next one is more of a vulnerable share where you're really focusing on building connection. And then the next one maybe is a story type situation where maybe it's something about a past client you had and their testimonial, their case study, and that is really something that's showcasing your services. So you can see all of that mixed up feels really good. It keeps people on their toes. It keeps people interested. And it's also bringing new people in who are more this kind of person or more that kind of person, but all of which you can and want to help. And a tip in this why section would be to really think about this when it comes time to launch your service you have, a program you have, a course you have, a membership, or you just are starting to open your books for one-on-one clients, whatever it is where you are talking about your services, you are promoting your services, think about this ahead of time and be sure you plan your content and the purpose of your content to be specifically related to that launch ahead of time. So you have maybe a couple weeks worth or even a month's worth of content that is related to that specific offer. And so maybe, yes, it is a case study of someone who went through that offer, a past client or something like that. It's you talking about that offer and building rapport and connection and showcasing your teaching style, sharing your own story so you build that connection really So much of of our content can be a little fluid and can be kind of based on what we feel our clients need to hear in that moment. But when it comes time for a launch of something specific, then your content creation strategy tightens up a little bit and is very specifically for that offer that you are going to be sharing in that month or the next few weeks. So think about that and make sure your purpose really lines up with what's going on in your business. So always consider that in terms of your content. All right, last thing for today is talking about the actual strategy. I want to give you one really big piece of strategy for you to consider when it comes to creating content. It is very simple. It is not always easy. But I believe that if you add this piece as the only piece of strategy involved in your content creation, it will be successful. And that is to think in terms of searchability, SEO. You may or may not know what that stands for. It's search engine optimization. It is really important. It is a critical piece of you being able to connect with new people through your content. So yes, you are creating content for your current audience. Absolutely. It is so great to be able to connect with them in a deeper way and have them get to know, like, and trust you through your tool for sure. But also your tool is there to get new eyes on your work. And we are talking about building your audience, getting a bigger audience for you to sell your services to, which means we need to be able to reach people that don't know who we are. And one of the best ways to do so that you actually have some control over is through creating content that is highly searchable. Think about it this way. When you have a problem and you're looking for a way to solve it, what do you do? 
you go to Google and type in how to blah, blah, blah. You go to YouTube and type in how to blah, blah, blah. You go to Pinterest, how to blah, blah, blah. And so do your clients. Your clients are typing into the search bar looking for the answers that you have. And they will find you and those answers if you really have a little bit of strategy involved around how you title your content, what words you use in the description of your content, it matters. So uh, Google, obviously, search engine. Pinterest is a search engine. Uh, YouTube is a search engine. The podcast platforms you use are search engines. People are going into, say, Apple Podcasts, and they're looking for a podcast that will help them with X problem. They're not putting in the specific name of a podcast. They're searching for podcasts about perimenopause symptoms. They will type into the search function in Apple Podcasts, perimenopause symptoms, or hormonal weight gain, or hot flashes at night. If they are someone who listens to podcasts, you better believe they're looking for something that they can take on their walk that will tell them what to do about their hot flashes at night. If they are someone that watches videos, they will do the exact same thing on YouTube. If they're someone that prefers to read, they will go into Google or they will go onto Pinterest and search that and then read the blog posts about it. This is how we get new eyes on our work. And this is how we get those people to take the next step with us and become part of our bubble. And we'll talk about that more next week is, you know, building rapport, building connection with these people who do find us. And they're kind of this cold audience member. That's we're saving that for next time. So the strategy here, and really, this could go back up to into the what section of what to talk about and what to post in your content The strategy is to think in terms of your dream client and what they will be putting into that search bar. What are they searching for? Most of us start our searches with like how to blah, 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 or why do I feel this? Think in terms of questions. What questions are your dream clients putting into the search bar and create content that answers that question, but use those specific words? So for example, in podcasts, the search function works, like the SEO works on the episode titles, your podcast description, and I believe even your episode description. So using the words that your clients use when they are searching for help with their thing, use those words and infuse them in your episode title, the description of your podcast, like the overall description of your entire podcast, and then the description of each episode. And your podcast will come up as something that will help them with their problem. Same thing for YouTube. The video title, the video description, all of that is highly searchable. You will come up if someone searches for that thing. And the more specific that you can get, the better. And blog posts are the same. The title of your blog post and 
basically the entire content of your blog, but especially that first paragraph, is what will come up on Google if someone is searching for what you have to share in that blog. So I really want you to think about what are my dream clients putting into that search bar and how can I create content around that and how can I use those exact words to make sure that I'm the one that comes up when they do put that in to the search bar in any of these areas. And I think, I don't know this for sure, do not quote me on this, but I think even Instagram is starting to do that and is doing kind of like an SEO type thing in the caption. So not even through the hashtags, but even just the caption is becoming searchable or is potentially searchable. I don't know where they're at on this idea, something I heard, so again, don't quote me on this, uh, that makes it so that the words that you are using just in anything that you are writing for your content matters in terms of what people are searching for and will you come up as the solution. So really think about that. That really is such a big piece of strategy that also obviously helps with what you are going to share in your content, but is something to think about and use that as part of your brainstorm to think um, and just even see, like there's so much information about SEO. You can you can Google, learn more about SEO for podcast, for YouTube, for blog, and you'll get a ton of, of free uh, information about how to best use SEO. But it is something that I think you have a lot of power and potential to do in your business to make sure your content is seen by the right people. So that is my piece of strategy for you. There are a few more things that you can do. These are things that we would get into in Unstuck Entrepreneur. So if that's something you're interested in, or really if any of this feels like I just want a little more guidance, clarity, I just want to have a little more support in this process, then uh, UE will be the place for you. Now, before we sign off, I want to quickly answer the question of how much do I share? I feel like this is something that comes up for a lot of new content creators thinking like, well, gosh, if I just am constantly sharing everything for free and I'm creating all this content, there's going to be no reason for people to pay for my services or I'm just going to give everything away that I do and my business is going to be a bust. And I have to say, with as much love as I can possibly offer, that I think this is a question or a worry or a fear of those people who aren't creating a lot of content yet, and really only those people who aren't creating a lot of content yet. Because if you talk to anyone who has been sharing lots and lots of content for years and years and years, none of them will have this concern. None of them will even think twice about this because it really becomes a non-issue the more content that you create, which seems a little backwards, but it's true because you realize that there's just no way to share everything you know by way of a blog or a podcast or through video. You also know there's no way to share every little piece of how to do this thing, how to get to this point B, you will not be able to provide the support and guidance and cheerleading and all of those things that you want to do with your clients. You simply won't be able to do that through your content. 
your content is really meant to be this place where people understand more about what's going on with them. They understand more about who you are. They understand why they need to work on what they need to work on. And they get some pieces of advice and tips and tricks and tools from you, but they certainly could not ever get the whole package in what you provide in your free content. They just simply can't. So having this question is really just because you haven't done enough of it to answer this question on your own. It's just like this fear type thing, I think, that's talking, this worry place, but it is not reality. And as soon as you start creating more content, you will solve that problem for yourself because you realize it's just not possible. And you feel so much more comfortable sharing as much as you possibly can in the medium that you've chosen, knowing there's no way for it to be all of it. All right, that was a long one. We'll leave it here. I hope that you got some tips and tricks to start working on your content creation strategy. Again, get that brainstorm going. Once you get it started, it's going to it's going to be in the back of your mind all the time and you will have so many ideas. My ask for you this week, if you know someone who is a heart-centered, service-based business owner or wants to be and is really at this place where they need to learn more about content creation and building an audience and doing so in a way that feels good and comfortable for everyone, please send them this episode and the whole Aligned Audience Attraction series. I'm so happy to be doing this series. I think it's so much fun, and I think it is such important information for everyone to hear. So if you have anyone in your life that falls into that category, I would absolutely love it if you could share this episode with them. Send them a text, send them an email, let them know it exists, and have them take a listen. All right, everyone. Until next time, take care. Hey friend, real quick before you go, don't forget to head over to my website and take the quiz to find out your solopreneur personality type. I've created a super fun, super informative two minute quiz that will show you which one of the four solopreneur personality types you fall into. Could it be the boss, the socialite, the visionary, or the supporter? Which one are you? Not only is it just fun to know more about yourself, especially as it relates to your business, but it's also really important information so you can be sure that you're building a business that works for you based on your energy, your personality, and your desires. Did you ever take those quizzes from the Cosmopolitan magazine back in the day? It's kind of like that, but with actual solid questions and real helpful tips and advice at the end. You can find the What's Your Solopreneur Personality Type quiz right on the homepage of my website at seanminer.com. Head there now to take the quiz, then let me know over on Instagram at Unstuck Entrepreneur what your type is. I'll see you over there.